0: All I know is, is that kid is going to come in with the biggest chip on his shoulder, um, you know that that Philly's ever seen, and uh, I think we're going to benefit from that.
1: You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
2: Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. react to the NBA playoffs, we'll get to tonight's games: Sixers and the Heat, and of course the. Um, Suns and the Mavericks coming up. Ryan McDowell is going to join us for a full hour. Our Odyssey NBA Insider coming up at about 10.40 Eastern time. Alex B. Smith, co-host of the Ice Guys and a sports handicapper, joins us 10 a.m. Eastern on the NHL postseason. We'll get to some baseball in a little bit, but let's let's dive into this draft and, and how it pertains to now the offensive and defensive rookie of the year odds. You heard the voicester of Howie Roseman, Eagles general manager, everyone seems to think had a good weekend, including N'Kobe Dean might have been the steal of the draft. I mean, to get him at number 83, projected in the first round by a lot of people, maybe early second, linebacker out of Georgia, he certainly will be one uh, to keep an eye on for defensive rookie of the year odds. But uh, before we get to these odds, anything else stand out? or Like, what stood out for you over the weekend besides just – I mean, the Eagles got some value. The Jets seem to have a good draft. The Ravens, everyone always raves about. How's the Chicago people feeling this morning?
1: Oh, well, wow. <laughs> just – I hate I hate Bears fans. That's it. that's all. I had to kind of like chill people out, like calm down on Saturday morning. They had no first round pick on Thursday, right. and then they were they were all up in arms. They need everything. It's like the consensus was it's going to be pretty hard for them to do something dumb. We need everything. We're really starting over. Then people were all mad. Oh, they're not helping Justin Fields in the second and third round. There was a lot of overreaction on Thursday too. Let me let me, let me mention that because people are up in arms about the Packers. Oh my God! How do you not take a receiver at number tw- twenty two, number twenty eight, at number thirty four? If they take Watson on Thursday, nobody says a damn thing. They got so it later. and they got a yeah. couple of good receivers uh, that stood out. But let me first mention on Friday we were talking we were previewing rounds two and three and the betting aspects of that. This show crushed it on Friday as well. We we mentioned Ritter next quarterback off the board yep. he was plus 450 he hit we had some guests that that gave out some great plays i know eric eager mentioned james cook under 69 and a half uh mechie under 56 and a half sat smith was talking about mccreary like we were all over it and then that logan hall do you see what it closed at no. holy cow what did it close okay at? so we talked about it with eager in the morning that's an example of when you have to listen to this show live and he was about <laughs> even money he went from like plus 250 to minus 125 uh, just because word got out what Tampa Bay was doing with number 33 overall. So we talked about it when it was minus 125. That one closed minus 600. Wow. The, when the draft started. That's ago. incredible. Minus 600. So that was like the lock of all locks.
2: The other, thing, other thing we gave out got. Friday was we couldn't find the place for Malik Willis. And I think the number was 36 and a half. And I, we were like – Where's he going to go? Is it not? And we we leaned towards the over. I mean, Aaron Malik Willis lasted all the way to the third round where the Titans (laughs) took him. I mean, this draft with quarterbacks, there was so much talk. Would they go high? No. One went at number 20 picket. And then we didn't see any other guys for days, basically.
0: I agree. I mean, I was obviously on the over three and a half in the first round. Just total wild bet. That could have gone either way. I said I didn't feel good about it. And... Yeah, that was a total swing and a miss, but I, as much as I make fun of the commanders, I have to commend them for getting Sam Howell in the fifth round, and my Twitter feed was fantastic because everyone's like, oh my god, is Carson Wentz going to freak out? He doesn't like it when teams do this. Um, if he's going to freak out about a team drafting a quarterback in the fifth round, he needs to chill out, Okay. That is all I'm going to say about that. But uh, and, and if he's not
2: know. good enough to beat out the fifth-round quarterback, then he's not good. Right. Like,
0: come on, man. You can't be mad about this. That that was the right move. Um, You got him in the fifth round. You, you got to see what you have there in him, if anything. They've got Taylor Heineke and Wentz already. But listen, if one of them gets injured or is playing poorly, now you've got another option.
1: I know people are sick of hearing about it because it's just put it on repeat every year. Baltimore kicked ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it wasn't just, they're so Kyle good. Hamilton and Linderbaum on Thursday, they got a job. I'm like, what, what a deal with, with the injury with him. So that, that was strong. And what else jumped out? Kansas city had another good night.
2: Yes. Another oh, good I thought sky Moore in the second round. I, I'm going to bring his name up for in a minute here with the rookies of the year. I thought whatever receiver, the chiefs get, it's going to work, right? Like, Mahomes is gonna, and Reed are going to make him work, and they got him in the second round. I, I thought they did a good job.
1: Another strong example of a team with two late first-round picks, people up in arms, why aren't you drafting a receiver? They did it with the first pick in the second round, and you could have made an argument that that same player could have gone in the first round, right? So, yeah, they, they were good. Interesting takes on the Jets out there. We talked about how they couldn't go wrong with four and ten. Giants five and seven, Jets four and ten, and I still agree with that. It feels like they they stole Sauce Gardner from the Giants at five sure. when by taking him at fourth overall. Then you get your top receiver on the board of Garrett Wilson number ten. Not not everybody believes that Jermaine Johnson is a guy that you want to trade up for, and then they end up taking a running back the first very early. He was the first one off the board. Yeah, like it's interesting. A lot of people don't like that, so. And we see this every year when you take a quarterback, a running back way too high. Do people agree with it? But the Jermaine Johnson thing is because is of his age. And that's what we have uh, th- this year. With You had people that stayed in school. So then you had the seniors, the super senior aspect. And then you had guys that just, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick around another year. Which, And I saw that. I saw some Bears fans that were upset about a pick. Like, why are you taking these older players? Guys, the, the average length. Of a player in the NFL is three and a half to four years. What does it matter? Is is the prime years gonna be gone now because they're closer to 25 already? I just don't understand that. It's it's not it's not baseball.
2: And it's not basketball, where if you're taking a 24-year-old in the draft, he's probably not gonna grow much, right? You the NBA tend to take 18, 19 year olds, there's upside there. It's football. Right. I, I agree. I mean, I, I, in a normal draft, I would lean towards the younger player. Maybe there's there's more upside. You know, less wear and tear. But it's a weird draft. I mean, you mentioned the Ravens. I saw this morning. Peter King said they they targeted the fourth round because they thought this draft was so deep that fourth rounders in this draft were like second and third rounders in most years. And they had yeah. four fourth round picks to add to their yep. team. So, oh,
0: wow.
2: you, and you could tell the smart on this weekend, the smart teams show who they are, and then the dumb teams. You see it every year.
1: Ballard saying the exact same thing, and and I will say you mentioned smart teams, Done teams. Nobody hesitated to say that by far the worst draft was Bill Belichick. Everybody called them the biggest loser. Cole Strange. Still on Cole Strange. Yeah, yeah. It's funny <laughs> they they
2: they do so well in the games a lot of times, and 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 preparation for games in like value at the margins, and they throw it away in the draft. It's it's very strange the way they operate in the draft for a team that. Does so many things right. All right, let's dive into the odds now. Offensive rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year. Our first look at this. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot between now and um and opening day of, of next season, week one. Where do you want to start? Offense. Offense. Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. All right. Kenny Pickett is the favorite six to one. Uh, a tie with Drake London over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. Then you have Traylon Burks plus oh, seven fifty replacing favorite. <laughs> what? It's ridiculous. Don't you think it's ridiculous that Pickett's a favorite? No. Yeah. But isn't the only quarterback that we know is going to probably play we don't know
0: but we don't know if he's going to be
2: good we don't know if he's going to be good would it shock you if Trubisky's a week one starter no it wouldn't okay but i do think pickett has the quickest path to the like he's a first-round pick right they're going to get him on the field this year yeah he has Uh, receivers yeah drake london six to one traylon burks plus 750 garrett wilson plus 850 brees hall plus 950 the jets running back selection that you mentioned there uh, Christian Watson, not a first-round pick, plus nine fifty. Here's what stood out to me looking at this: it's bunched. Like there's <laughs> so many guys between six to one and say fourteen to one down to Jahan uh, Dotson. It's a lot.
1: Okay, so not every sports book has odds on this yet, but a couple do. So I looked up the best price for every player, right? Okay, mm. and just looking at the best price, there are nine players. That have ten to one odds or shorter, and I'm giving the most amount of value. Nine players at ten to one. Don't even think about it if you're going to take one of those names. At this point, you're going to consider something early on. You've got
2: to take longer shots, right? I was I was looking way down the board. Two stood out yeah. to me: Alec Pierce, the receiver from Cincinnati, went to the Colts, seventy-five to one. I mean, he was one of the top ten, I would say, receivers in the draft based on I think he was in that 10, first ten picked. Seventy-five to one. And then okay. um, well, maybe he was top 15. There's a lot of receivers pick, but he was yeah, a yeah, higher yeah. pick. Yeah. 15, I, yeah. George Pickens, 50 to 1 from Georgia mm-hmm. to the Steelers. That stood mm-hmm. out to me.
1: Yep. I circled Pickens as well. Listen, um, Steelers, they hit on their receivers year after mm-hmm. year. It's not a perfect quarterback situation. They always go over the win total. Maybe that changes this year. Uh, they're a very public team. People like to talk about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin and changing of the guard there. Will they talk about them as much without Ben Roethlisberger? That will be interesting. But here's the other part, Joe G. Uh, George Pickens is 50. And yes, that stood out to me. He had a bit of a fall in the draft. Another main sports book that posted these, he's 25 to 1.
2: Ooh, that's a big difference.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference. And Aaron, another big difference that jumped out, you were just talking about Sam Howell. He's 50 to one on FanDuel. Sam Howell's 20 to one on DraftKings. So uh, that commander support is coming through. Are are people thinking that he's going to be a day one starter? That's kind of crazy. That was actually
0: what I thought. Where I'm looking offshore, I saw him at 33 to one. And I thought, you know, maybe it's worth a shot just because you've got the Carson Wentz factor, Taylor Heineke, yeah, you can plug him in, but there is a chance he could play. I mean, it's going to take a lot of luck that he ends up playing well and carrying this team yeah. and gets a shot to start, but I don't know. That was one that I did look at. I'm like, yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, all at, this early, it's hard to know, really, I mean, how any of these guys are going to pan out.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, just process-wise, when we're trying to, to figure out what makes sense for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we'll talk more about it as the season comes along, but just... We're just taking a first blush look. Um, Jamar Chase was the first receiver to win this award since 2014. The biggest story in the offseason was the movement with all the receivers, the big contracts with all the receivers. A.J. Brown being dealt on night one of the draft. And you had a number of teams go after receivers. Six six go in the first 18 selections, and we had that big run uh, starting at eight. I would look to the receiver. As deep as his class is, the impact that receivers have in today's game, along with the quarterbacks, it yep. is the receivers and the cornerbacks. So all of a sudden, it feels like Jamar Chase, what he did last year, even though he wasn't the favorite the majority of the season, that's the game changer. So that, that's where I'm going to look. Receivers are in a great spot.
2: Yeah, and I I just don't know if there's a lot of difference. Like Chase, Chase was clearly the best guy last year. He was in a different kind of class physically than the other guys. I don't know if any of these receivers are. I mean, someone might have a better year than the others, but that's why I would look down the board. We mentioned a 75 to 150 to one. Quickly on defense, mm-hmm. it's not quite as bunched. It's a little bit more spread out where I'm looking in terms of the odds. A little bit. Um, Hutchinson's your favorite 5 to 1. Thibodeau plus 550. Trayvon Walker 6 to 1. Then you go to the Devin Lloyds, Jermaine Johnson, Quay Walker, the surprise first round pick for some, not for the betting community. Uh, Kyle Hamilton plus 950. I mean, we we played the the uh, audio of how we talking about Nakobe Dean. He's interesting at fifteen to one. George Karloftis stood out to me, seventeen to one. He's going to get a lot of snaps for the Chiefs. Pass rush. Oh
1: man, you you led me there because I was going to say I know who Paul's going to bet on. Karloftis, he's in love with that guy in the draft process. Eighteen to one for Kansas City. You know the Dean thing is interesting, and that's a good number for an ex, a a really good player, excellent player in college. But don't you think the Jordan Davis stuff is going to take away from him? He's going to get much of the hype on that defense of sure. the rookies.
2: Probably. It is,
1: I don't think he could win, though. It's a weird position. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. But don't you think he, as far as buzz, young yeah. Eagles defenders, Probably. if they're a good team, um, what stands out? Did we learn last year that you've got to be on a good team for Rookie of the Year if there isn't a dominant player? I mean, Parsons was the favorite going in. He, he just he won that award very early in the season, and he's wearing the star on his helmet. And then Chase, they make the run of the Super Bowl. They win the division. Nobody expected that with the Bengals, both of them winning. I wonder if you do have to win. Because if you have to win, like, eliminate Trayvon Walker. Probably eliminate Devin Lloyd, Jermaine Johnson with the Jets. Are, are the Jets suddenly going to have a great defense? I don't know. You have Gardner and Johnson, but it's still going to be tough for them.
2: You know what's interesting you said that? I just went back quickly and looked. Parsons, Chase Young. I remember that Washington won the division that year. Nick Bosa. Darius Leonard, Marshawn Lattimore. Those are the last five. We can look up their records. I think they all were pretty, were at least good teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's something to keep in mind. And, uh, Aaron, something else that popped out to me, because Kyle Hamilton, number one safety, he fell. Everyone praises the Ravens, and they should. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's plus 950. The last wow. time a safety was the defensive rookie of the year, I was a young pup. Mark Carrier of the Bears, 19. Wow. Yeah. I remember (laughs) he had had a ton of picks. He had a ton of interceptions. I remember that out of USC.
0: It seems like all the best athletes are either wide receivers or defensive backs. So that's probably where I would look for either of these awards right now. Elam with Buffalo is 18 to
1: 1. They needed a corner. And uh, I think Bill's fans relieved they didn't go running back in the first round. They decided to do it in the second round. So Elam could be a look there. Sauce Gardner, he's got the hype, but they're going to have to be a good defense, I think, for him to take it. Yeah,
2: you're right. He's got to make a lot of plays, too. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily. will come back and we'll hit on MLB for today and some really interesting notes through one month of the season. That's next, right here on the BetQL Network.
0: These Joes are helping you bet like a
1: pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.